Welcome to Second Watch here on the YouTube home for BamaOnline.com. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BOL on the Sunday after Alabama's 56-7 win over Middle Tennessee State at Bryant-Denny Stadium on Saturday night. We got a lot to get into here on the debut edition of Second Watch. This should be a lot of fun, a lot of clips to go through as we work through this Alabama opening win over MTSU and certainly don't want to look ahead too soon to the Texas Longhorns coming up next Saturday evening in Tuscaloosa. Hard not to do that, but we're going to get through MTSU first, and what we'll do is we'll sort of go clip by clip throughout this game, pointing out some things that we noticed that we thought were important, not only for Alabama getting its first win of the season, but also the big picture prospects for this Crimson Tide bunch. So what we'll do is we'll start with the opening snap of Saturday night's game. MTSU with the football first, and as you can see here, you've got trips to the field. That's actually a tight end flexed out to go along with a couple of wide receivers. But down here at the bottom of the screen, you can see Terry and Arnold matched up with DJ England Chisholm. Worried I might screw that name up before the week was completely over, but that's DJ England Chisholm, MTSU's best receiver. So when you see this formation into the boundary and you see Terry and Arnold in position to play some man coverage, Kind of clear to you that, hey, Rick Stockstill, MTSU staff, they watched that spring game because we saw Alabama play a lot of this into the field and Alabama offensively in that scrimmage took some shots at it and kind of paid off here as we run the tape on the opening snap. You're going to see here, it is a heavy nickel, by the way. That's Tim Keenan in there to go along with Jaheim Otis and Justin Aboigby up front. Uh, right here on the bottom of that front, you've got Dallas Turner at the jack linebacker. And as we run it here, absolutely, I think MTSU, like a lot of teams, including Texas coming up this week, going to take a shot at that with Terry and Arnold. If you get that opportunity against Alabama's second corner, you're going to go after it. But give Arnold a lot of credit. He answers the bell. I don't know if the technique was picture perfect as we watch it back here in just a little bit. but hey. He gets the pass break up, and again, this is a guy in England Chisholm that MTSU really wanted to get the football to. So we move ahead a little bit now, and it's third and 15 for the Blue Raiders. Alabama in its rabbits look here, and kind of a different approach. I know last year it was called the, the cheetah, but it'll always be the rabbits to me. Seems like it's been more effective when we've called it the dime rabbits. And what you got is one true defensive lineman there on the nose, uh, and you've got three edge guys in there together to go along with Deontay Lawson, six defensive backs. So right there in the middle of the field, just below Deontay Lawson, you got Malachi Moore at the money. Uh, you've got Terry and Arnold at the star. Your safeties are Jalen Key and Caleb Downs. Of course, Kool-Aid at the top. And then you come with Trey Amos at that corner to fill for Arnold moving inside to the slot corner. So we run it here on third and 15, a little motion, a little eye candy, kind of an indicator as to what coverage Alabama's in, and good pressure there from Dallas Turner, working a game along with Q Robinson, and we'll see how that sort of plays into a sack coming up in just a little bit for Q Robinson, but what you like here is, there you go, it's drawn up nicely on the broadcast, you see the game there as Q occupies the guard and the tackle 
freeing up Dallas Turner. What kind of sight must that be for Nick Vadiato, the MTSU quarterback? He got out of there pretty quick. I would too. I, I couldn't, but I'd try to. And then you see Deontay Lawson, and we talked about this with Deontay too. Figures to be a real strength for this Alabama defense. When you need Deontay Lawson to cover backs and tight ends, he's up to that challenge from a coverage perspective. So Alabama gets the football. Jalen Milrow at quarterback here, and you've got a 12 personnel look. You've got two tight ends on the field. You've got Jermaine Burton and Isaiah Bond as your wide receivers. Here comes Danny Lewis in motion towards Amari Nyblock. And also, Isaiah Bond going to work the quick game early to the perimeter. Here you see the block set up by both Nyblack and also Lewis. Ball gets out there fairly quickly from Jalen Milrow. And now you got a situation where you got a lane created. It's almost like a kind of like an Oklahoma drill, a tackling drill back in the olden days, uh, the, the playing days. And here comes Bond one-on-one. From the line of scrimmage there, he is still able to pick up about six, seven yards. So that's a successful first down play. And that's key for this offense because they absolutely want to stay out of second and third and long. So here comes Milrow again on a third and seven. Kind of important early in the game for a couple reasons. First of all, you want to see how he handles this when you got to really throw the football when kind of everybody in the stadium knows you're going to throw it. And also protection. And as you can see here, Middle Tennessee not shy about bringing five. I guess they got one up in there sniffing around that isn't really coming. Uh, but you got six guys there involved in the pass rush. Pretty good, I'd say. And Milrow gets the ball out on time fairly accurately to Isaiah Bond. Gives him a chance to, wow, at the end of that situation, just lower the boom. And if you're that MTSU defensive back, I get it. You're looking at Isaiah Bond. You've watched film on him all offseason. This is a little slot guy. He's not going to finish plays like that. And guess what? Yeah, Isaiah did on that one. Second and six for Alabama a short time later. Uh, still working that 12 personnel, a little bit more of a tighter formation. And this is good stuff right here. This is, I want to say, Alabama's longest run by a running back in the game. Uh, working it to Jace. Jace with a lot of patience. Look at this work from the tight ends uh, right there at the hash mark. And also the left side of the offensive line really caving down uh, on that MTSU front. Uh, you had, uh, there's a block, great block by Kendrick Law. Kendrick Law is like a mini H-back and uh, what he can do physically. And that's why he's going to continue to be uh, involved in that mix a great deal. And so that gets you into a good spot just on the fringe of the Red zone, more 12 personnel, more two tight ends on this possession. Milrow in the gun. And you see him right there as we stop it, looking to the sideline. So if you're wondering about pre-snap checks to this point of the season, those are going to come first from Tommy Reese upstairs down to the sideline and then uh, translated in to uh, Jalen Milrow. So he's looking to the sideline. It looks like we're clear to run the called play. And boy. Ground ball up the middle from Seth McLaughlin. And this is where Jalen talked about this on instant analysis following the game Saturday night. Not in the same way that Bryce Young could make rights wrong, but certainly with his athleticism, and you see it right here, it's a tough situation because not only is the snap just totally, totally off the mark, you got a blitzing linebacker 
that Roydell Williams is a little bit late getting to. So when Milrow goes to pick this football up, he's got immediate heat and he's able to break a tackle because he is a strong guy. And then it's just the speed that takes over. Some angles from some MTSU defensive backs that I'm sure they thought, hey, this is a quarterback. I'll be all right with this angle now. It didn't work out so well for the Blue Raiders on that touchdown run for Jalen Milrow. So we go to later in the first quarter, MTSU football. Uh, the Blue Raiders at this point now trailing 14 to nothing. Again, another third and long. This is another dime rabbits look for Alabama. And this is a sack for Q Robinson. And this goes back to that pressure earlier that we talked about with Dallas Turner on MTSU's opening possession. And you get the feeling watching this back, and we'll stop it right here, or we'll actually let it run a little bit. You've got the left side of that MTSU offensive line, and really it just comes down to numbers right here. When you've got a guy on the center's nose and you start thinking about the math over here, okay, the center is able to come off, uh, but now you're working essentially a three-on-two here between the left guard and the left tackle. And previously, Turner worked that loop, you know, kind of a in-tackle, tackle, in-stunt uh, that he was able to get pressure with. This time, you just get two of the inside linebackers, Robinson lining up more as an inside linebacker in this Dime Rabbits. He's able to split the center and the guard. And boy, when you stop it here and you start thinking about the situation, the center and the left guard for MTSU are in right about now. When you run into each other in pass pro like that, and you've got two guys uh, leaving you behind, that's not going to be good for your quarterback. Q Robinson, you got the sense that 74 for MTSU, the left guard, he's thinking, okay, here comes that stunt again. I'm going to sit right here and anticipate Turner coming around to me and I'll pick him up. Well, instead of that, Q Robinson shoots that gap between the center and the guard and he gets home with ease. Good for Q Robinson, a guy who's been around a long time, finally starting to see some dividends in terms of a role of significance. So a little bit later uh, in the first half, second quarter here, you've got a first and goal for MTSU. I think this was after the roughing the passer call on Jaheim Otis. And so, you know, MTSU is understandable. You're thinking, we got something for the red zone with our tight end. Alabama's got a true freshman safety in Caleb Downs. We're going to take our chances. We're going to take our shot at the kid. Let's see if the kid can hang in there. Not only in terms of athleticism, but as much as anything, we're going to give him something to look, look at from a formation perspective, and then we're going to take a shot at him. And Caleb Downs in good position there on that incompletion. So second and goal from the Alabama nine, you got trips to the field, motioning out the back to the field. Uh, and Vadiato has no chance because Chris Braswell gets home and actually gets the ball loose, it looks there. You know, it's serious here too. We got a uh, backward hat guy in, in the stands and probably that guy that, doesn't really put the hat on backwards until it's red zone D time. Yeah, ready to go. Locked in those Alabama fans, fully engaged. You love to see it. And so a big sack for Chris Braswell there. So you have a night where you get a couple of sacks from your outside linebackers, and one of them hitting Dallas Turner, although, again, Dallas was very, very uh, active in the football game. A little bit later in the second quarter, Alabama football, 
a third and six, and here comes the pressure again. And I'm going to stop it right here on the footage because as Jalen goes to set up, uh, you are getting some early push from the MTSU pass rush, granted. But if you look there at the top, you look there at about the 43-yard line of Alabama, you see a crossing Jermaine Burton. Ball's got to come out now. Ball's got to come out hot, the three. Hey, if he catches it in stride, if he can't make the first down, you can live with that. Instead, Jalen, he's going to hold it just a little bit. Now, he again, he's getting pressure. It's legit pressure. And once again, Alabama's running backs have got to be better in pass pro. Really, the entire group needed to be better, uh, probably more so with an emphasis on the right side. You see Darian Dahlcourt on the ground, Roydell Williams on the ground. But there's also the responsibility on the quarterback that when we get those opportunities, as you see it again, Roydell's in pretty good shape initially. Uh, doesn't really have his feet under him. And you can see there between Seth McLaughlin and Darian Dahlcourt, they're trying to double the nose off the snap. Then they get another rusher uh, kind of in the A-gap right there. And now Dahlcourt's trying to come off. Uh, and at that point, he's giving ground. And he's lost pad level. He's lost leverage. And that's going to be a tough do there. But you can see Burton right there as he's starting to clear. That's where the ball needs to come out. Instead, you know, Jalen, he's going to default to his he's going to default to his wheels, uh, and we'll see a, an instance coming up here where it pays off. Uh, but he doesn't get the ball to Burton, and now you got a punt. And this is this is a break for Alabama. It's a break for Alabama on the punt in that James Burnup is not left footed because MTSU got a free runner at him here uh, about six minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, he's able to get it off, but Robbie Oots in that role of personal protector, I believe it is, um, they had a guy bust loose there. Uh, and, and here's the thing with Burnett, too, because half the time it seems like he's Aussie punt, half the time he's traditional. So I don't want to totally throw the protector under the bus here because I don't know, maybe the call was we're going Aussie and Burnett went traditional. And so how you protect the punter changes when you got a guy with a couple of different styles. But Alabama fortunate there uh, that it isn't a block, but it is a very nice punt by Burnup. Great hang time, directional. And what about right here at the 25-yard line? Don't you love it when your long snapper is wolfing at opposing special teams members? Look at Neil and Hibbett right here giving it to him. How about this little guy, man? That's what it's all about. Yeah, buddy. Enjoy that. That's great to see. The little one's enjoying the game. So 5.06 left here in the second quarter. Here comes the MTSU offense. Uh, they had shown the back motioning out to the trips to the field. Hadn't really gotten involved with that position in the passing game to this point. They do it here, flip it out to the back, and this is good stuff right here from Deontay Lawson. Look at him set that edge on a wide receiver. That's what you're supposed to do to a wide receiver if you're an inside linebacker working this play in the flat. Deontay does a nice job with it, gets off the block, makes a tackle. There's Kendrick Blackshire in the game too, by the way. We saw Tresman Marshall open the game. Uh, Trez, uh, I, I don't think Trez at one point looked 100%. And then we saw Blackshire and with Jihad Campbell out, uh, that's kind of the way it unfolded. And certainly you hope to see Jihad Campbell in the lineup here soon, maybe as early as next week against Texas. But Blackshire came up big, no doubt about it. So first and 10 for Middle Tennessee, a short time later, 350 left in the first half. 
And Batiato going to take a shot here off a, I think it's a switch release concept on the outside for MTSU. But Jalen Key, the UAB transfer, jumps in front of that one. Got some pressure on Batiato, I think, right there. Was that Tim Keenan uh, with a little bit of interior pressure there? That helps because what you don't want in that situation, and Jalen Key's a seasoned experience, yeah, it's a little switch release, I guess. Uh, double move potential right here, and then the deep ball behind it. You can see that uh, Metcalf for MTSU, I think he's thinking he's going to get vertical, uh, but instead the ball has to come out a little quicker, and Key's able to capitalize there with interception. Nice return, a little bit of an awkward finish right there to the interception. Now, after the play, he seemed fine. Uh, but as we heard from Nick Saban postgame, uh, didn't come out of the game unscathed, Jalen Key. So he's certainly a guy, along with Malachi Moore, uh, from this game in the Alabama secondary, uh, going to be very important in terms of the health updates uh, going into Texas coming up on Saturday night. So here's Alabama with 314 left in the second quarter. Milrow in the gun from the MTSU 13-yard line. You once again have that 12 personnel. I think we saw all of the scholarship tight ends on Saturday night, didn't we? So you've got both tight ends initially lined up to the right. They're going to stay there. Uh, and here you go. Running the football on the zone and keeping it. And it was about time for it because, as we'll see here on the replay, at this point in the second quarter, MTSU was hyper alert to the back on anything resembling a run. Actually, we didn't have a replay, but what you will see if you go back and watch it is that the inside linebacker to the left side of the MTSU defense, along with the defensive end edge to that side, they both took the fate to the running back. And so when Jalen pulled it, great opportunity to get in the end zone. That's what he did. So 2.05 left now in the second quarter. Alabama gets the football back. Midfield, which, you know, what? Typically, that reeks of a shot on a first and 10. This is shotville, officially. When you've got the football out around midfield in a first down situation, you got Jalen Milrow, a little bit of a fake to the back. Now, look at the pass protection. Four-man rush for MTSU. Pretty good shape right here. Yeah, I'd say so. Jalen able to drift up into the pocket. Couple of three little bunny hops there. And then a little bit of pressure late. But again, I'm not going to put too much of that on Cade Proctor because uh, it, it's been a minute that Jalen's had to get it out. And he does get it out. And it's the deep ball to Isaiah Bond for the touchdown. And I think that's one that Alabama needed, not only for uh, its wide receivers, because you expect this from Bond, as you see here on the replay, with the way MTSU played defense here, you got this safety at the top hash. It kind of just sits in the middle right there. And when Bond is able to hit the post against the safety that he ends up on, this should be a touchdown. And this is exactly what it is. So confidence inspiring toss on multiple levels. Here it is. You see Milrow took a second to get it out, but he does. And it's accurate. And Jalen knows it, doesn't he? Flexing a little bit. Uh, on that touchdown pass. So 28 to nothing coming out of the half. And Alabama with the football from its own 25. Uh, again, Jalen checking with the sideline. This looks like 11 personnel with Nye Black flexed out. Milrow takes the snap. 
Pressure isn't bad, uh, but on a third and 10, Jalen's going to default to his legs, and there he goes. Now, tougher to tell from this shot if Jalen actually had something working to the top of the screen that he could have gone to. Uh, but when the middle of the field parts like that, and also, by the way, give Tyler Booker a lot of credit. MTSU had a a spy sort of technique going, and the spy decided he wanted to jump into the air, and that's not a good move against offensive linemen. And that's that's what essentially happened on that play and helped free up the room that Jalen needed to convert that third down. So it is a conversion, but here you are again with another third and long a few snaps later. Alabama, as we know, converting 10 of 13 on the night. And so Jalen gets that opportunity against a four-man pass rush in pretty good shape there in terms of protection. But, you know, it just seemed like Jermaine Burton won so quickly off the line of scrimmage that it was a matter of not overthrowing him. It's a good ball from Jalen Milrow. But again, another matchup when you get an Alabama wide receiver on a defensive back that isn't elite from a corner perspective, you got to take advantage of it. Really, it's it's arrogant and it's disrespectful if you're an Alabama wide receiver. If you got defenses saying, eh, you know, this isn't Judy, this isn't Devontae Smith, this isn't Jalen Waddell, we can run some things, we can roll some coverages in some ways where we get a safety or a sub-package defensive back against one of their top two or three guys, eh, we might be able to hang in there. Weren't able to hang in there as uh, Jermaine Burton finds the end zone for the first time in the 2023 season. Uh, coming up shortly after that, 12.51 left in the third quarter now. Uh, you've got Middle Tennessee with the football. Once again, trips to the field, motion into the formation from Metcalf, Vadiato with the quick toss, and again, trying to work to the wide side of the field, but Alabama with some good leverage out here. Malachi Moore uh, keeping that outside shoulder pretty clean, uh, not giving up the edge there. Uh, Deontay Lawson in pursuit. Here comes Trez Marshall and also Dallas Turner, but what you see here is number two. Number two, when everything is played the way it's supposed to be, it's almost like when the defensive line plays the blocks the way they're supposed to, you get linebackers running free through gaps and making plays for loss. This is what you had with the linebacker and secondary levels here on this play as Caleb Downs is able to run the alley and gets just enough of a shoe top there to record the tackle for loss. So pretty good execution all the way around there for the back end of the Alabama defense on that play. So now it's third and 12 for Vadiato and MTSU. You've got a you got a run play here that has really no chance, and it's important for Alabama to make that play, even if it is uh, you know, a non-power five opponent, because you know we never really talk enough about you got to be able to slow down the run from your nickel and dime packages, and it seemed like Saturday night for MTSU the plan was more along the lines of we're going to throw it early when maybe they have heavier personnel, in other words, not as dynamic a pass rush look that we can maybe deal with. And then we're going to run it against uh, more of their sub packages or lighter packages. And uh, Middle Tennessee tried that on multiple occasions. So here we go. Middle Tennessee going to punt the football. And this is a bomb. This is a great punt. Unfortunately for MTSU, it was too good because Kuwait McKinstry, when he gets this opportunity, uh, against a sort of stretched out coverage unit because of the length of the punt. 
he's in great shape. Now, when we watch this back, a couple of three borderline maybe blocks in the back for Alabama. The first one maybe right there by Jam Miller. Another one maybe from Q Robinson. And unfortunately for Malachi Moore, he's the victim of semi-friendly fire as he's rolled up on right there, as you can see. But Kool-Aid does his thing. Now, right here at about the 31, give Trey Amos some credit because he pulls up just enough to not get the block in the back and right in front of the official, as you can see there on about the 27-yard line. And here's why coaches, I've always heard coaches, or at least coaches from years ago say, we want to run returns into our bench because the chances of blocks in the back uh, seem significantly less when we run this into our bench. You run this to the opposite bench, and you've got coaches, players, everyone over there screaming about blocks in the back. Uh, and, and you're looking at possibly uh, having one of those called on you. Might have been another one right there. But uh, Kool-Aid does a great job and uh, gets the return all the way out to about the MTSU 35. We'll get another look at it. There's Malik Benson or a little out there on the punt return unit. There is Jam Miller. Is that a block in the back? Here comes Q Robinson at the top of the screen. Was that a block in the back? Now watch Trey Amos. He's got his hands out right there, but he kind of gets out. Kind of gets out. And look at Q over here on the far left side on the bottom, holding his hands up like, I didn't get him. I didn't get him. <laughs> Is there a, a, a more sure, sure tale that maybe you did? And that's ah, close right there. Uh, I think the, the MTSU player took an angle that he, you probably wouldn't call that. You got good work here too. Isaiah Bond on that punt return team. These are the plays that are scary, though, from an injury standpoint. Watch Bond's feet. Look at Ja'Cory Brooks. Everybody's trying to keep those feet off the ground, man, because like Malachi earlier, you can get rolled up on. But nice return from Kool-Aid nonetheless. Here it is once again as you see it from the rear view. Yeah, yeah. Trey Amos from that view looks like he kept it clean. Uh, and here comes Kool-Aid into your living room. So here we go. Second and five for Alabama a short time later. And here's Miller once again. I believe this is max protection. It is. Uh, this is the Nye Black touchdown right down the middle. And you can already see at the snap, uh, Dupree coming across the formation, the helping pass pro, helping out that freshman left tackle. Also sending Justice Haynes over there who's in the game. And look at Amari already at about the 22. This is when you know you're in trouble as a secondary because this safety at about the 24 is already trying to run, and that's a tough spot. And what I like about this throw by Jalen is that the ball gets out. The ball needs to come out because numbers are coming in the pass rush, and he gets the football out uh, in time. And really before Amari even turns his head on the post, right now, ball's out and on the money. Very nice, all the way around. Pretty good protection, really good throw, uh, and a nice finish there by Amari Nyblack. So now we're 10 minutes left into the third quarter. Middle Tennessee football at its own 28-yard line. Alabama in more of its pass rush nickel in second and seven. Not as heavy in second and seven. Your second and three, you might keep that extra defensive lineman out there. But in second and seven, you're going to have the outside line, two outside linebackers out there on each edge, one on each edge. Um, and you run it from here. And again, more perimeter work by MTSU and Alabama 
uh, very disciplined in the approach. Caleb Downs comes up with leverage, and boy, what a night, right, for uh, Deontay Lawson. This is the Deontay Lawson you were anticipating seeing. Sideline to sideline, uh, very confident. You know, we saw last year at times just seem like, especially early in games, he wasn't at that comfort level where he could just sort of cut it loose. Well, this Deontay Lawson looks like uh, he's kind of at that point. Quick game to the corner. Nice job by Trey Amos at the top, slips the block, and there he is in good shape to get there first at least before the posse arrives. And good to see multiple guys getting to the football. Now, a little bit later in the third quarter, a third and goal for Middle Tennessee from the Alabama seven and a half or so. And just a a case here where maybe a little bit rat trap for a young player. Uh, you can see Caleb Downs communicating with Earl Ad Little pre-snap, uh, but it just worked out post-snap where uh, Little took a step to his left when the receivers kind of switched, and that's all it took for that outside receiver to get inside and, and be able to convert there for the touchdown for Middle Tennessee. So here we are, 11.57 left in the game now, and here comes Tyler Buckner. He's been in the football game for a little bit. Uh, you've got 12 personnel here, and you're going to give it. This is good work right here. Similar to the Jace McClellan run, really, earlier in the game. Those two tight ends, look at the look at the soft edge they're able to create there. And then it becomes just a situation where uh, Justice can sort of pick what he wants to do. And the offhand work here by a young back is impressive. Watch the stiff arm attempt there, and he keeps trying to use it. Keeps that ball in the left hand to the sideline. So not worried as much about ball security in that situation. Again, just some maturity from a young back that you typically don't see from first-year guys. And here's the replay again. You got a big wide receiver out there too. I mean, Ja'Cory is almost like like Kendrick Law. Like we talked about Kendrick earlier. It's like having almost another H-back out there. Then you got Dupree and Oots, who aren't little guys at all. You got a 365-pound offensive tackle outside of Tyler Booker, and you just, look at this, you just soften that edge. And you'll see Dupree, 81, watch his finish right here. This is a pancake, boom. And now Haynes is out on the edge, and again, using that off arm, taking care of the football for a nice explosive. Uh, one play later, okay, we worked the left side, now we're going to run uh, something similar to the right side uh, formationally, but this is more of a toss from Buckner to Haynes. And again, uh, it looks like a, an easy edge. Haynes with a nice cut there to get as much out of the run as he can. Uh, you see the first contact probably three yards earlier in the run. He's still able to pick up about seven. Brings up a second and three for Alabama a little bit later. And once again, these quarterbacks, the primary guys, they can all do this to you. Tyler Buckner does it right here off the zone keep. Essentially the, the same type of play that Jalen Milrow scored on earlier and into the end zone, the Notre Dame transfer goes. And whether it is Milrow, whether it is Buckner, whether it is Ty Simpson, uh, you're going to see these guys run the football. And I don't think there was much in the way of actually called design runs specifically for the quarterback Saturday night. Yes, there was the keep off the zone, uh, but I think as we get more into this, probably as early as this week, 
uh, you're going to see some things specifically called for the quarterback to run the football. So here we go. 926 left in the fourth quarter. MTSU with a quarterback change. It is third and three. Quick kind of hitch slant route here. Looks like it's going to be a first down for MTSU. Earl Little misses the tackle initially, but here comes Kendrick Blackshire. Uh, you know, typically you like the first guy to make the tackle and then the second guy to come in and try to work the football free. But Kendrick said, no, I'm just going to go ahead and take this. So uh, Kendrick Blackshire records the takeaway, tries to return it a little bit. Yeah, good luck trying to get the ball back from Kendrick Blackshire as he goes to the ground. That's not going to happen. So uh, one of two takeaways for the Alabama defense on the night, Alabama plus two and turnover margin for the game. Here it is again. Little, their first. Looks like it's going to be a broken tackle, and then it turns out to be a takeaway for the Alabama defense, thanks to Blackshire. And once again, a night in which you didn't have Jihad Campbell. Uh, you needed Blackshire to take on additional reps, and I think he probably earned some trust in the process, not just because of this play, but uh, because of how he played throughout the game. You know, Kendrick, you're going to go into it knowing that he's got some limitations. I think that whether it's Blackshire or it's Tresman Marshall, not as much with Jihad Campbell, but opposing offenses as we move through this season are going to look to get matchups, especially in space and in the pass and or in the passing game against some of these inside linebackers like Blackshire, like Marshall. Uh, and that's where Deontay Lawson is so important as your every down guy. So we move forward to 6.05 left in the game. There's Ty Simpson. You got a second and goal from inside the MTSU one. Boy, my favorite play in all of football. Quarterback sneak from under center down on the goal line. Here it comes. Yep, the interior of that offensive line. This is the twos, by the way, for Alabama at this point. So trying to give some love for the subs, too. You know, whether it's Jaden Roberts, whether it's James Brockermeyer, uh, whether it's Terrence Ferguson, Elijah Pritchett, uh, Miles McVeigh at that other tackle. You watch the replay. It looked like from that angle, and this is the goal line angle, so maybe it's distorted a little bit. Look like MTSU had about two, three guys offsides, <laughs> but uh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter in this one. Now, can you do this against the Texases? Can you do this uh, against the Texas A&Ms coming up? That's what'll be interesting to watch. Certainly not lacking size, whether it's the first, second, or third groups, as we'll see here in a minute, but good to see the two sort of assert themselves there down on the goal line to get Ty Simpson into the end zone uh, here in the fourth quarter. 3.44 left, uh, MTSU football again, more perimeter work, Alabama in good shape. There's Tony Mitchell in the game at safety. Uh, James Smith got thrown out of the club late there. There you see Jake Pope. You got Trey Amos in the game. There's Anquin Barnes in the game. Uh, so a lot of reserves getting an opportunity. I think, yeah, there's Justin Jefferson at one of the linebacker positions. Michael Goodwine is coming on. Keanu Coat in the game at outside linebacker. So uh, Sean Murphy we see here at inside linebacker. Once again, here comes Coot from the backside edge. Makes a nice play. And on a second and 11, Alabama in pretty good shape there with 2.56 left in the game. Now you move to third and 14. Uh, again, a lot of subs out there. A lot of twos slash threes. In the football game for Alabama, MTSU. Uh, looks like James Smith almost jumps. He does jump off sides, but he's able to get back. MTSU doesn't work the automatic and go ahead and snap the football to get the penalty. 
but James is able to get back on side. Uh, and again, MTSU against the lighter box in third and long is just going to run the football at this point. And Earl Little does a nice job from the start position. There you see Antonio Kite getting some run too at the one corner here late in the football game. So wrapping things up here late again, here's Richard Young. Richard Young had some juice when he came into the game Saturday night, didn't he? Had an 11 yard run. This one didn't go for 11, but uh, good to see the true freshman, one of five scholarship backs for Alabama to play in the game against Middle Tennessee. And again, we stop it here. So you can see Ty Lockwood, you can see Miles Kitzelman at tight end. Um, there's Jaron Hamilton at wide receiver. I thought Jalen Hale too, who we didn't really talk about earlier, uh, did some really nice things himself. The true freshman wide receiver had a catch down on the goal line, thought he was going to score there before the Simpson sneak, uh, just short, but bright, bright future for Jalen Hale, no doubt about that. And then from an offensive line standpoint, here you see Wilkin Formby. Um, you're going to see Again, McVay, there's Olas Alinen, Rock Montgomery in the game. Uh, so all five 2023 offensive line signees for Alabama, led by Caden Proctor getting the start at left tackle, saw action in the game for the Crimson Tide. So there you go. Second watch here on the home, the YouTube home for BamaOnline.com. A lot of fun going back through it. Hope you enjoyed it. We've got continuing coverage, of course, for you. At BamaOnline.com, Charlie Potter, Clint Lamb, Jimmy Stein, and myself from the team perspective. And then, of course, when it comes to our glue guy, our all-around guy, Tim Watts, site publisher, he's going to take care of you as well to go along with Andrew Bone and Joseph Hastings. Come hang out with us on the roundtable, the premium message board of choice. Should be a lot of fun on Sunday night because you got LSU Florida State from Orlando, a big one down in Central Florida on Sunday night. That should be uh, some fun discussion with us on the round table. So come and hang out with us. Uh, and also check out our podcast, the Bama Online Podcast. Wherever you subscribe to podcasts, you're going to find the Bama Online Podcast. So we hope you'll check that out as well. And of course, right here in terms of YouTube, at BOL on YouTube, that's where you're going to find us right here. Travis Ryer thanking you once again. And until next time, so long, everybody. <laughs>